0: Cool. What's up, everybody? This is Nick Sarah. Welcome to No One Likes a Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. Daryl Wong, my Wong. co-host. You're with me today.
1: I am. It's wonderful to be here.
0: I totally forgot to mention last time that this cycle we're watching the movies backwards. So we started with Hobbs and Shaw last week, and then we did F8 this week. And uh, we'll see if it's a different experience, but it probably won't be.
1: I'm kind of digging the backwards. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Yeah. I um, mean, we always, we always say that the first movie is the best one to watch. So I actually have something to look forward to at this point. Whereas, right. like, having, yeah, having Hobbs and Shaw as the sort of final movie in, a, uh, in our series is, you know, kind of a downer.
0: Yeah, it's a super downer. <laughs> um, we have a special guest this week. So Steven Weinheimer, right?
2: Yep, that's it. It's Italian.
0: Steven oh it's Italian. (laughs) (laughs) You know, from the famous Sicilian Weinheimers. (laughs) Um is with us this weekend, also watched The Fate of the Furious with us. And Steven, what how did you feel just like and you've never seen this movie before, right?
2: I have never seen The Fate of the Furious
0: before, no. But you have seen other Fast and Furious features?
2: I've only seen Fast and Furious 1. Or oh. I guess it's just called fa- The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the Fast that?
0: and... Yeah. Yeah. This, is a, this is a, was a leap for you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
2: wrote some notes. It, they definitely uh, are a lot different in this one than they were in the one when I was... A freshman in high school.
0: Definitely <laughs> yeah, a yeah, they got. They went. They, <laughs> they went, went superhuman. Somewhere. They they, they, they can get hit by
2: rubber bullets. It yep. went up here and yep. just keep. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, so, what are your initial impressions of the movie?
2: I, I people have told me about how good these past few were, mm-hmm. and I was so into it. Almost (laughs) immediately, yeah. Like, yeah, it it took like about fifteen seconds, and then once he started, uh, uh, Dom, Dom's his name, yeah, started uh, ripping off uh, the pieces of his cousin's car. Yeah, I was just like, "Yep, no, I'm into this world. I got it. I understand (laughs)
0: what what the stakes are. Let's do this." (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of the things I noticed, Daryl, is that the I wrote a note about. You know how he like, takes off the, the gas line or the vacuum tube?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He says, Dom says, this is a trick the buster used to pull. Which I had so is never, he talking? He's talking yeah. about Brian. He's talking about is, Brian? Yeah, Paul Walker's not. Paul Walker is in real life deceased, uh, Stephen, but in the movie is not, in canon, is not deceased. That was, I have a lot of notes,
2: and that was definitely one of my questions if he was uh, alive or not in the Fast and Furious universe. But
1: yeah, I really, I really like, I feel like uh, Brian O'Connor has a lot of nicknames throughout the series, and truly Busta is the most, <laughs> it carries the most sort of value. It really warms yeah. my heart the most yeah. when they call him the Busta.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really, it, I mean, because it's a direct call from one, right? Of just mm. like, of Dom always ripping on Brian being a buster, basically. Mm-hmm. And Vince, too. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, but I thought it was a sweet little callback and a shout out to Brian. Um But in in Canon, where do we think Brian is? Do we know? He's like on in the DR with Mia.
1: Mm. Let's see. What's his where is he supposed to be? He's definitely he not. He has a baby and he drove off. Let's think. Where in Seven do you, do we think that beach was?
0: I mean, it I'm looked- assuming it's the DR. Yeah. Only because Mia stays in the DR during Seven's oh. extravaganza, and then mm-hmm. maybe they go there to meet up with her afterwards. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. But... Hmm. Um... Steven, I love how what...
2: confused I am. <laughs> no, 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 I... <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah you, you had a question. What other,
0: questions, what other questions do you have about this uh, uh, movie that perhaps the two most preeminent scholars of The Fast and Furious in the world could answer for you?
2: Well, I mean, well, the, the thing is that there's a lot of things that were definitely answered in the films between, you know, one and eight Yes. Like there's just all these little characters that I'm like I have no idea who those people like so there's um two guys speaking mm-hmm. in Spanish that pick up Jason Statham's character in the ambulance that I assume must have been a character in some other Fast and Furious film right that's, yes. that must be a callback right
0: they are a callback yes their names are Omar and Tego mm-hmm. is that right
1: mm-hmm. that's correct
0: and they are featured in most prominently in five. Yes. But they are also in four, they're introduced in four, they're featured in five, and they have a small role in six.
2: Okie dokie. So yeah, because I saw those two dudes and I was like, they definitely, this isn't a one-off, because that would be really confusing. Oh, and I love, this isn't a question, this is a this is a, a statement, I love Helen Mirren doing, like, a gross English accent. Yeah, her, like, Cockney I, bullshit yeah. accent. Yeah, it's kind of good. I was like, she's always sounds so, like, sweet and soft, and I was like, no, I, I like this Helen Mirren. It's pretty Daryl, cool.
0: Daryl, we talked last week about, during Hobbs and Shaw, how Shaw, um, Jason Statham's character, and his sister sort of have like a fucky relationship you know like they kind of want to fuck each other a little bit right
1: deckard and hattie
0: deckard and hattie thank you for the the, the names there um how did you and we also mentioned that maybe vin and helen mirren got a little thing going on this movie how did you how did you feel about that in this in this situation
1: i mean there's yeah, I mean, there's definitely a little bit of chemistry there. I mean, to even like be so bold on Dom's part to be able to meet, yeah, to be able to meet with the mother of his really his two biggest enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like it takes more than just sort of being bold in order to do that. And if we fill in that blank with a little bit of sexual chemistry, I think that makes that uh, meeting a little bit more. Like, it connects a little bit more. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean,
0: they want to fuck. That's why. I, that's why, you know, I, mean. I, I, I saw. I definitely noticed
2: that. I I knew no context about the two of them, but it definitely seemed like they wanted to to have sex.
0: I think Helen Mirren, just herself, as a person, like, I'm just trying to embody the idea of Helen Mirren in my head. I'm on set for I don't know half a day uh and i you know i have a scene with vin diesel and i'm looking across the studio at him you know and he's sitting in a chair over there i'm thinking you know what i'm helen mirren i got one life to live one helen mirren life to live <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know and maybe i'll fuck vin diesel today maybe that's what's gonna happen <laughs> maybe that's what's gonna happen today i would have done it if i was helen you know
2: I think yeah, I think she might be on an upper echelon, you know, from him. I th- I think she, she she's. I mean, I don't know. I guess you guys probably love Vin Diesel on this podcast, but Helen mm-hmm. Mirren's like a total babe, and you know, I mean, she she could have anybody, you know. Personally, yeah. I saw Jason Statham's chin in this, and I was like, God damn, Jason Statham has an amazing
0: chin. Yeah, he's very he, he's,
2: handsome. He's, he's very good-looking, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I just don't know. Daryl, what Jason Statham brings to the team in this movie is something mm. I'm focused on. Like he has one moment where he tracks Vin down once a little bit kind of.
2: Mhm.
0: But other than that, he doesn't really they like make this big deal of bringing him in and he killed Han and everybody's like at odds with each other, but like other than having Jason Statham in your movie, does he really bring like an extra added thing to the team in your mm. mind.
1: Yeah, I, I was trying to pay attention to that as well because I mean, I think part of this backwards watch is backwards like end of the series to the start, right? We are forced to sort of see the story from like it almost starts with uh, Rock and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw and like you start it that way so you end up like thinking about them more throughout the watch through here. And on that note, I actually think I I noticed something in this watch through where when Cipher um, blows up the the nowhere base and they go they enter in she and Vin are there um, yep. they blow the place up. There's a shot there where Deckard Shaw is going and he springs in the air and he saves Ramsey and then he gets hit oh. by a big slab of concrete. And I. Sort of never noticed that before, but it, it, yeah, it sort of stuck with me this time because we're watching this backwards, I'm thinking about whether or not I like the Shaw bros, and I picked up on a couple more things there where they put some effort into turning him into a good guy.
0: They put a lot of effort into turning him into a good guy, but it doesn't carry weight because we all know he killed Han, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm To me, to me. Steven, how did you feel about the Shaw the Shaw character/Shaw brothers?
2: Well, well, I Well, I didn't the only reason I knew that there was a second Shaw brother who's on that television screen, right? And then he finally shows up at the end of the film on the on the plane. Yes. I was just like I did not know that uh Jason Statham was a parkour specialist. He's <laughs> he, he's in that prison and uh and I, and then but then at one point I see him actually jump over a car. You know, it's in the camera shot. is It's obviously him. It's not a. a st- and I was like, maybe Jason Statham actually knows parkour. So I mean, I don't know the team that well, but I mean, he he saves you know uh, Dom's child, which you know is a huge thing for the team, and uh, and he brings parkour to the to the team. And 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 then there's that first person baby POV where he makes a poop joke, which I mean that's I don't know if that counts. Yeah, that yeah. I was like, oh. So I mean, poop jokes, parkour,
0: and you know, All right. baby I mean, that's saving. That's fair. But, that's fair. I do though feel like basically everyone in this movie is a parkour specialist. It that, that is true. That is right. true. And
2: they all know computers and cars I've I've noticed. Yeah.
0: That's a well, weird thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Daryl.
1: Uh but Jathan's Jason Satham has like a history of like he knows parkour because like he was big. He was I think he was really big in the early two thousands when people were into parkour That's and true. through the transporter movies transporter, and his yeah. crank movies. Crank. He had a lot of like <laughs> running fighting uh, sequences right yeah. and i think that was right they were trying to bring that element into the fast and the furious series partly with him and then with uh tony ja who plays the the guy he's in mm-hmm. seven and right he does all of that close quarters combat with he's brian the guy
0: brian fights at the end kind of in the building? yeah the, okay.
1: yeah oh. they have a number of fights throughout sort of that movie which mm-hmm. are highly like yeah Quick, parkour athletic parkour, parkour style, in. yeah, combat.
0: I do. I mean, maybe I'm just like missing remembering it in my head, but in five, I feel like Brian and Vin both sort of parkour through the um, through favelas. the Rio de Janeiro favelas basically i mean you know maybe they're just running and jumping kind of there's not really parkour i guess
1: parkour but... parkour the difference between running and jumping yeah, and parkour, out baby is it style. Out us. it's all about is it? style it's all, all about right style? it's all about style it's like take the most complicated way from point a to point b and do it hmm. with a little bit of extra flavor like Ooh. that's the true parkour um, so what mentality is
0: free there. running <laughs>
1: That's the American version of the French-originated parkour. <laughs> parkour. Parkour, <laughs> parkour, <laughs> parkour. Yeah, I, sense sense <laughs> <laughs> I was uh-huh. running across the stairs and then I jumped across to the other parkour lot. Uh, j'ai parkour um, en France. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I really, I did like the the prison parkour though, because I mean. Mm-hmm. uh I mean, just, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Russell, you know, he gives them shit right when they get outside. He said, I thought you would have got out fat." I have no idea who Mr. Nobody is, by the way, but I, I did Nobody like him does. a lot. Nobody, Nobody yeah. does. <laughs> but his assistant, he had such a punchable face. I, don't, I assume you guys know the character's name, but that guy, I just the second I saw him on screen, I wanted to punch him in the face.
0: Yeah, he Scott, was, that is Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and I've never seen him really in anything else, but I guess he did a horse. We talked about his horse. He did a horse movie at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the mule. Sorry, that was no, a Clint Eastwood really joke. That was, that's uh, Clint. Sorry, that, that yeah. was a bad joke. And 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 that is, by the way, a, a that's both a that's not quite a horse movie. It's a half horse, half donkey movie. <laughs> Oh. That's a little mule joke for y'all. Okay, that was good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Um, so, oh, wait, can I ask a question? Yeah,
2: please, ask, yeah, so, him, ask away. So one of my things was, because I know for a f- fact that Jason them in the series was a villain and then becomes part of the team. Yes. And I'm pretty sure The Rock was the same thing, right? He was a villain, and then he becomes part of the team. So yes. every movie, does the villain then become part of the team the next movie? Is that like a pattern? that ha- is Charlize Theron going to be, once she gets caught, then become part
0: of the team? Interesting idea. Because we don't know because 9 has been delayed till next year. It was supposed to come I, out. I heard. May? I'm sorry to hear that for you it's guys. It was out really soon, and mm-hmm. it has been pushed for a year which is yeah. really oh, and, <laughs> and have you guys
2: discussed because I mean the first thing I noticed when I saw Charlize Theron on screen was someone gave her the blonde white dreads from Angelina Jolie and gone in 60 seconds right yes. you guys yes. must have brought that up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was like did they just take these from a different car movie and put yes. them on her head in I was fact, like there's I'm, no way I, you guys I, hadn't spoken about that I
0: bet with like I would bet my life savings on the idea that the costume designer or director, somebody pulled an image of Angelina from that movie as inspiration for the Cypher, cypher character. Mm-hmm. Totally.
2: Also, Cypher was a character in The Matrix. I, also, I, I watched too many movies, but I was like, oh, they're, they're just taking things left and right from other movies. For What's Shirley uh, Theron's name? in the, uh, wait, Her name's Cypher. And I don't know. And did they give her weird contacts, or did,
0: did I just think that watching this movie? I don't think so. Kinda... I haven't noticed that. I
2: haven't okay. noticed
1: Me that neither.
0: But to go to your earlier question about do the bad guys become good guys? Sort of, yes. It's it's definitely a in my mind a pattern, right? Like
1: it starts with the first movie, right? Which is that like we we yeah we're following uh, Dominic Toretto, bad guy, and um, sort Brian O'Connor is a Rudy good guy. Rooting We're rooting for him, yeah.
0: Dom, in the first movie, yeah. Um, but then he's
1: able to convert Brian, right, from whatever bad yeah, guy to good from guy, from cop
0: to he sort of goes from good guy to bad guy in a way. Good
1: guy to bad guy, yeah, yeah. So um,
0: two, no, but four, no. Oh, except for except for Giselle, potentially Giselle, who is played mm-hmm. by Gal Gadot. Um, oh, wow. That was before
2: she was Wonder Woman, I guess, right?
0: Yeah. For Fa- Fast and Furious, the fourth installment, was sort of her breakout role. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she had sort of a big role in, a big supporting role in that movie. And she is like a bad guy's henchman who gets turned good by Dom throughout the course of the movie. Um, and then she's good in five. She comes back for five, and she's a good guy. Five, The Rock is sort of an antagonist. He's not the main antagonist, but he is an antagonist in the movie. He's trying to catch the team. And then he turns good for six. Six, we have Owen Shaw, who we know is a good guy in this movie. Seven, Shaw 2, Deckard Shaw, uh, who turns into a good guy in this movie. Stephen, i think
1: you nailed i think you i think really you nailed the theme here yeah.
2: I, I just yeah <laughs> i was looking with. i was like yeah, yeah i mean i guess that's the way i mean these movies have to work because they're like well we can't just have them be the bad guy over and over again and all these fans are loving them so we must make them
0: part of the team and, i think the second part of what you just said is much more to the truth right it's like yeah. they put the rock in one of the movies and they were like, "Oh, this movie made a shit ton of money. Let's put the Rock in the next movie," yeah. and then they had, you know, Jason Statham in one of the movies, and they were like, "This did extremely well. We're gonna keep Jason. We're gonna try find a way to keep Jason Statham involved in this franchise," um, which, as we know, Daryl has created significant tension within the actual cast and crew of fast and furious can you can
2: you expound for a noob that doesn't know what you're talking about or is that not good podcast no no
0: we it's we're we're fully (laughs) we're fully on board with discussing the beef daryl do you want to lay out the beef
1: sure so mm -hmm. so um up to yeah for movies one through five basically we're we're growing with Dominic Toretto, Brian O'Connor. Uh, we get introduced to yeah, Tyrese, to, Te- to, Te- to Tej, Ludacris. And this family sort of comes to a place. But in movie number five, we run into Rock. And Rock, you're right, like, plays the enemy. But his entrance into the series um, starts to draw attention away from sort of the, the characters that we've grown to know and love. And as that progress, as that sort of tension, it starts as very small in five, but as we continue to see rock through, uh, yeah, six, seven, and now eight, um, yeah, we're led to believe both by um, Tyrese's Social media and just like other influences. Report, mostly, mostly Tyrese's social media. <laughs> mostly, Ty, mostly Tyrese's uh, Instagram, but also sort of uh, the path of the movies and the franchise um, splinters because of the Rock's initial presence. And uh, we're of the belief, yeah. yeah, we're of the belief here that like his star. Magnitude and his desire to uh, play himself in these movies um, detracts from the kind of like wholesome quality that we like about the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Um, to a point, to a point now where like the actors uh, off screen don't like each other. So uh, Tyrese and Rock have beef. Vin also has beef, and now Rock is sort of. Taken off, he's still he's taken off to his own to his own sort of section of the Fast and Furious franchise. So that's
2: why they made the Hobbs and Shaw one because mm-hmm. the rest of the guys didn't want to work with them.
0: Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And 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 you know you can see in this movie. I don't know if you noticed, but the Rock and Vin Diesel don't have a scene together. Basically.
2: Well, I I noticed. I it was one of the things I wrote down. It it appears a lot of the people. They don't have, like, master shots. It's a lot of just back-and-forth conversation. Yes. So I'm like, how often are these actors actually in the same not room? Not
0: often is my uh, Yeah, because yes. they're always in
2: the car or it's a back-and-forth conversation. I'm like, even if they don't like each other, it seems like... I mean, I guess between The Rock and Vin Diesel, it's like those guys' schedules must be crazy. So even beyond not liking each other, well, it's they just funny
0: probably you mentioned schedule close to each other. It's funny yeah. you mentioned schedule because part of the... I mean, this is all rumor mill shit, right? But, like apparently some of the initial shit was that like Vin had another project he wanted to get working on while they were filming eight. And so he pressured as a producer, he pressured people to move his block of filming up so that he could sort of get done quicker, which also pushed around the rock schedule in a way that the rock wasn't very happy about. And so the rock called out like, you know, um, these, these, I don't know what he called them on. He called them out on social media or Instagram or something. I vaguely
2: remember that. Yeah, He was
0: pissed about that. And then he was like, you know, real men show up to work every day and stuff like that. So, but no, they're not in the same room as each other. Unless you see them in the same shot, which you, I was trying to pay attention. I can't, I didn't catch everything, but I don't think. You see like, Vin and the Rock in the same shot in this movie. I think
1: maybe in the uh the first like heist with the uh wrecking ball thing maybe but they're in different they, cars. They, oh, not until yeah, maybe right at the end where he knocks him out and yeah, yeah Rock maybe. is sort of sidelined there and they have to maybe. have that interaction maybe then, but like not really anywhere else.
0: Well, the also the other thing is like the worldliness of this movie is, starts to get lost because I noticed this. You know how you know in Seven they go to the Bak- Baku, Azerbaijan, which is I mean it's filmed in Colorado, but because the stunts, <laughs> that's good because yeah, Sorry, Azerbaijan, Colorado, <laughs> Azerbaijan, Baku, Colorado. So, um, <laughs> as, but the stunts they're like there, right? And they're in the cars, and their cars are dropping out of fucking planes. And, like, they went and filmed all that shit live, right? The Arctic scene, like, clearly somebody took f- six cars and drove them around up in some snowy-ass place. But none of these actors were in the Arctic or mm-hmm. wherever the hell they shot the Arctic shit. No, it shit, was, all, it was ever, a lot right? of green screen, I it's noticed. all green screen. It's, yeah. it's all on whoever's time they got at the moment, right? They only need, like, yeah. two at a time because they're all in separate cars. Basically, mm-hmm. so they all just like build interiors of six cars, shoot out two people at a time, and then like green screen the Arctic behind them, and then send like a stunt team up wherever the icy fucking place is to just get some like sweeping shots, uh, you know, some wide shots of all like six cars driving around, right? That they can VFX the fucking submarine in the back of. Are
1: you yeah, are you telling me there's no submarine? There was never a submarine. There's
0: never a submarine. I don't believe. Movie magic. Movie magic, baby.
1: Was there a plane? Was there a plane in 6? End of 6 on the runway?
0: I am tempted to say yes.
1: (laughs) I'm thinking there was a plane.
0: So, Stephen, for the uninitiated, the last 20 minutes of 6 are this surreal sort of expanded time sequence wherein a plane... Attempts to land on a runway, load two cars on the back, and take off again. Nice. However, during that time, the gang sort of catches up with the plane, and then they fight on the plane, and a bunch of battles ensue while the plane is doing this. So it's like they take this thing that should be two minutes, and they stretch it out into like 20 minutes, basically. The... The the plane sequence in 6, Daryl, I imagine was shot where they landed a plane. I I don't know if they shot a car going into a cargo bay. I think they probably did that, but at with some device, right? Mm-hmm. Of like they mm-hmm. built the back of a cargo loader and whatever. They landed a plane and they shot a plane taking off. The cockpit is a set, I'm guessing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the interior of the plane with all the boxes and cargo is probably a set, a set on a rig that they can roll around and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. That would be my best as an art my best like I'm thinking about this like I'm an art director, how do I do this? That would be my best guess. That's
1: mm-hmm. how I mean I mean how about the end where they crash the whole thing? Is that all VFX? That's all CGI. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Steven, you um, look queer queer.
2: Uh, No, just so much of it. Like I'm just thinking about the whole film and how things are uh, confusing to me. Mm. But like, so this is completely off. Well, are I was thinking, are these movies production-wise cheaper because no one is in the same room, or way more expensive because no
0: one's in the same room? Um, great question. I would say. I would say – well, the no one being in the same room thing I think is a specific case to eight, right? I do think seven and previous people got together and they did their thing. And eight I think is a specific – my guess, complete hypothetical conjecture, is that it ended up being more expensive because it was something that wasn't really planned for initially. Maybe it got planned early enough on where they could, could sort of catch some of those costs. But the thing that costs money is changing the schedule, right? Yeah. It's not setting a schedule in a specific way all the time. Um, sometimes like flights in and out cost a lot of money or whatever. But um, really the thing that is is costs money is like planning for one path and then having to divert and do something that's very different. Because sets start to get built and cameras get rented and flights get booked and you know like materials labor everything gets sort of put together to do you know film on this one thing on one day and if it's not going to happen um in that one day then you know they need to uh they need to rearrange and that costs a lot of money basically
2: got you so maybe with if it's the same thing with number nine that they already filmed if it was done in pre-production then it shouldn't cost so much but with eight it probably ended up costing a lot more because it wasn't planned beforehand
0: yeah that's it okay that's sorry
2: it. if that's boring but yeah I am saying you know these, these I like the behind the scenes I like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the, um, I like the behind the scenes stuff too I mean in my behind the scenes my behind the scenes is guesswork right yeah complete guesswork um, Can
2: I change, uh, ask another yeah. question that has nothing yeah. to do with this part of the movie? So, uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character.
1: Yes.
2: She
0: Vin Diesel. Letty Ortiz. Do,
2: sorry, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, I don't know all the characters' names. No, uh,
0: we don't either. So.
2: Oh, also, speaking of their names, have you ever seen a movie where friends say their friends' names to their faces? <laughs> I mean, they say, I I mean, Shirley Slerone's not friends with. Dom, but she says Dom after every sentence she says to him. It makes no damn sense to me. But even the friend, yeah, like Michelle Rodriguez says Dom a million times to him. I'm like, this is, I don't know if they're married or boyfriend and girlfriend or what, but I'm like, why would you, why is everyone saying everyone's name so much? It made no sense to me, but sorry, that, that was a tangent. But um, um, So when Michelle Rodriguez's character was thought to be dead, mm-hmm. how long was she thought to be dead before Dom had a baby with this other woman?
0: well had a baby is an interesting question um wait is that not his baby am, am, am i confused no because he met the other woman and sort of started being with her for a while right so it's like where in their relationship did they get pregnant i guess is the question um
2: and how long was that after michelle rodriguez went missing
0: Well, timeline is a hairy thing in this series. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Michelle dies in the beginning of 4. And that takes place in 2009 because we see her gravestone in 6, which says she died in 2009. She is dead (laughs) throughout (laughs) 5. (laughs) <laughs> She's dead throughout five.
1: <laughs> right. Definitely dead throughout five. Definitely no dead lady. throughout five.
0: And in five, Dom goes to Rio, meets Elena, and starts a relationship with her. Elena, another instance in which a bad guy slash antagonist becomes a good guy, kind of. Uh, she is working for The Rock in five. Um, So she... They need to start a relationship. Say they got pregnant like right away. Yeah. If that's the case, maybe. I mean, it could happen pretty quick because they run right to Rio after four, so like five weeks. Holy <laughs> shit!
2: <laughs> five six weeks. Uh, oh, shit. oh no! I almost <laughs> got my iPad. Sorry. Oh no! Goodness. Wait a Sorry, minute. Sorry, I, I fell backwards because I was surprised about five weeks, and I almost dropped everything. Sorry. What?
1: Uh, wait. Uh, let's think. Do we see Elena in six?
0: At the very end,
1: very end when she meets Letty.
0: When she meets Letty. When Letty's surprise, Letty's alive. Oh, and, and the very beginning, he's living with Elena in Spain, wherever he is, where Some the rock sweet. finds him in six.
1: Right. Right. So,
0: yeah, we see well, her pretty quick. It's pretty quick. I guess she's not p- at least visibly pregnant in six, mm-hmm. even at the end of six. So, she can't be more than three, four months pregnant at that point. I,
1: I always thought she was pregnant. I always thought she got pregnant right at the beginning of six. Right, like they show mm-hmm. them like waking up together. I'm just like, uh, oh, I just assume. But we you guys think got six takes right place
0: then. like over the course of a week, basically. Mm-hmm. So if she got pregnant. If they like finished fucking, The Rock shows up. <laughs> Gets Dom on the team <laughs> and surprised she's pregnant from that initial fucking, you know, how then how much time does it take place? Then it's years. Then it's years. Because Jack, the baby, in, oh no, the baby's only how old? In six.
1: He's like newborn, right? Zero. So one couple of months. Do they drive to pick him up in the beginning of six? They drive to the, yes, they fucking To do. the birth. So, they drive to so, his birth.
0: Okay, but that's, but that's,
1: but Mia in
0: five is not. (laughs) Mia, because five starts right after four. Okay, this really gets complicated. (laughs) Brian and Mia fuck in four. And we assume that Mia gets pregnant from the intercourse that they have in four. They go drive to Rio de Janeiro. She knows she's pregnant. Now, I've talked about how medically. In order to be a 100% confirmed, not everything, there's no normal, but normally, to be 100% confirmed, preg- confirmed pregnant, you need to be about five weeks, right? Um, so you're, she, we're assuming, because she knows she's pregnant, she's five weeks pregnant, in five. Then, that's another, if that's five weeks, so there's another, on a four, normal 40-week pregnancy cycle, there's another 35 weeks of pregnancy to go. Before she gives birth in the beginning of six. So between five and six, we're talking about 35 weeks, which is how many months? Uh, Nine months, eight months, eight, eight, seven, and a little bit. So um, seven months there to the beginning of six, and then they fuck. So we're talking about nine months. But did Letty die. (laughs) (laughs) Did Letty die. Did Letty die earlier in 2009? Right? How much time between the DR scene where Letty dies. Oh, no. How much time between the time Letty dies. None, because Dom shows up at her funeral, right? Right. And it's 2009. Okay. All right. We figured it out.
2: Nine, Nine, ten months? months. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, I know yeah. you guys love Vin Diesel and Dom, but that's... that's... Hey, you
0: say whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um...
1: But, they, but, I mean, I, I will have to explain that, like, the, the terms of Dom meeting Elena were that they were both, like, their, their connection was that they both lost lovers. Yeah. Right? Oh, Elena
0: has lost her husband. Exactly. Context, that's what's and that, Okay, nah, that, that makes sense.
1: Maybe it makes the okay. And when
0: Michelle shows back up, Dom immediately ditches Elena. <laughs> like, oh, like, peace oh, out. Fuck. It's Letty for life. Sorry, Elena. You know you don't have to go. You know you don't have to go. <laughs> He's yeah, an amazing wow. guy. He's um, an yeah. amazing uh, yeah. Guy.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, I Yeah, I wasn't that. I mean, obviously, I didn't know any of the characters, but I wasn't that emotionally invested in... Um, Vin Diesel's Baby Mama, but I guess yeah, you know no. if I had known her from movies before. But when she she passes away from I a gunshot, wound, I don't I was, get I there.
0: Wasn't that... I don't know. I don't get to the emotional investment part. I think with Elena, I mean, I like her, but I'm I'm on Team Letty of all t- you know all time. Are,
2: are there actual proper teams? Do people actually?
0: No, but there is sort of a Team Rock, Team Vin.
2: Oh, yeah. I believe that. I was just thinking about... Because, you know, you brought up that Rock talks about, like, uh, real men are ready for work or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Like, The Rock has been in so many movies. And Vin Diesel has been in a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. But Vin Diesel has only... Like 90% of his movies, he's Dom or Riddick. I was like, right? right? I was like, I was like, or
1: Xander, Xander Cage. Xander Cage, oh, 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 Xander Cage King. baby.
2: Well, except for the second one, that was Ice Cube, I
1: believe. That was <laughs> Ice Cube. Except, yeah. I
0: think in the post credit scene in Triple X2 State of the Union, there is a Vin cameo.
2: I never saw it. I just knew that Ice Cube was in Triple X2. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's. I was just thinking about that, like how few roles, well, Vin I
0: Beasle think Daryl. Uh, I correct me if you think I am wrong. I think Vin thinks he's acting, right? Like, I, I honestly feel like The Rock sort of knows he's doing the Rock thing, right? He's, he's not, he's like, he's on board with the fact that he's selling the Rock shtick, right? And like he's and then, been selling that Rock shtick since WWE. F, basically. Um, but I, I think that's one of the hard po- sticking points with Vin is that like, Vin thinks he's fucking acting his ass off, and it has is it, it finds it frustrating that this asshole, The Rock, is coming into t- this franchise that he's helped build build from the ground up with his brilliant fucking acting, and. Taking it over to the Rock's character that he's just doing, you know, he's just like some clown who's doing a character, right, of the Rock that he's trying to sell, right, and merchandise. And I think that's frustrating for Vin. I think that's, I think that's really not a fun thing for Vin. He hates it, basically. Hmm. Um, that's a theory. It's not everything, but it's a theory. You know, because Vin used to be a good actor. That's, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about that.
2: Well, you, you know, Spielberg put him in Saving Private Ryan because he made this, like, what was... You know, Spielberg thought was an awesome short film. That's why he threw him in Saving
0: Private Ryan. That short film Private is Ryan. fucking awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. called well, Multifacial. I don't think I ever
2: saw it. I just remember that Spielberg right. chatted it up, and then he was like, yeah, no, be in my World War Two movie.
0: It's it's called Multifacial. The whole thing is on YouTube. It's, like, 20 minutes long. And it's it's about being sort of a racially ambiguous actor in New oh, York. Yeah. It's, it's fucking great. Hmm. Uh, and he's also great I mean this is after Saving Prime Ryan but Find Me Guilty like go watch Find Me Guilty and like say that Vin Diesel didn't have chops because he fucking does in that movie Hmm. it's crazy
2: well I can imagine it's also just easy to fall back into like you've been the same role for eight movies It's it's like yeah I mean I'm not so much oh give me my check but like no I already know what this person is so I don't have to like I don't have, have to do the work right before, of exploring. Yeah, there's no pre-production right? on his end. He's just yeah. like showing yeah. up day of. But again, I don't know this character like you guys do. But at, I mean, I imagine it must be the same someone who's been the same role a lot. Hugh Jackman, you know, like. But I I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But he's been Wolverine in more movies than he hasn't been Wolverine. You
0: know, it's like true. But I still inter- like to Hugh Jackman's credit. I feel like in that. I mean, there's some shit-ass Wolverine movies out there, but, like...
2: But that last one... That
0: last one, he... he, I'm not speaking to the quality of it, but at least Hugh Jackman went to a new... Found sort of a new place, right? To go for Wolverine in that movie, right? He didn't... It wasn't the... Like, if you look at X-Men 1 versus Logan or whatever, like... There's an arc in exploration, in you know the character that's been revealed over time. Dom Toretto was a completely different person in one, and then for, from four through eight, he's been exactly the same sort of lumpy businessman. Um, uh,
2: uh, sorry, do you do you know the Vin Diesel reindeer game story? Have you guys heard that? No. So mm-hmm. I've heard I heard this on on a different podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. I don't know if you guys know that podcast, but mm-hmm. movie podcast, but one of the guys mentions so you remember the Ben Affleck film Reindeer Games.
1: Daryl have you uh, seen this feature? I don't know this one.
2: Uh action film, Ben Affleck, uh Gary Sinise, I think is the bag. I don't know. Oh. I, yeah. I don't think I've right. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. But <sighs> Vin Diesel was like one of the like uh henchmen. It, this was before you know, he he you know, he blew up. He's one of the henchmen and the I don't know, one of the director, the producer, art director said, Hey uh, can you take off your shirt in this shot? And and he goes, No, I only take my shirt off in Vin Diesel movies. Whoa And they're like, <laughs> and they're like Who's Vin Diesel? And it's like it's me. He wasn't even a thing yet and he was like, No, only in Vin Diesel movies <laughs>
0: That's a great fucking story. Wow. That's a great, great, great fucking story. Wow. And, th- and then he wasn't in the movie. I think he got cut out of the movie completely. What a great thing to say, also. I'm 100% on his <laughs> side that he should only take his shirt off in Vin Diesel movies. But he only makes Vin Diesel movies anymore, basically. It's true. Right?
2: Well, I, I was like, oh, wait, a third character. He's Groot, too. So he has three characters between Riddick, Dom, and Groot. He is.
0: And Xander Cage. A, You're missing I'm the sorry, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. Four characters and then find me guilty. Okay.
0: Four characters um, find me guilty. And then he just did bloodshot, which was the same thing as
2: That looked wrote. cool. I, I saw that trailer. I thought that looked pretty cool. We
0: watched hey. it for the pod. It was mediocre. <laughs> do you guys um, want to do shout outs? Let's so do on. a couple shout outs. So we have a segment on this podcast. These movies have a lot of product placement in them. And we felt in the spirit of that, we should just have some product placement on the podcast uh, for free, for shit we just use and like uh, in, in and around the world. So, products, services, um, people, experiences. Daryl, do you have something you want to shout out to this week?
1: Yes. So, I this week have a huge anti shout out. Ooh, ready. Huge anti shout out. Ready. 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 <laughs> Are you guys familiar with a vegetable product called the Sunchoke? Nope. No. Sunchoke? So the Sunchoke is it's also called the Jerusalem artichoke, which is a misnomer because it's not from Jerusalem and it's not part of the artichoke family. But a Sunchoke is actually most closely related to a sunflower, uh, but it has the sort of appearance of like a small, like knotty potato so it looks okay. like a root, root vegetable right. um, but uh, the flavor is sort of the flavor is sort of like an artichoke heart and this this uh, particular vegetable is incredibly delicious like imagine like artichoke hearts but in french fry form Ooh. how many of those you could eat like yeah. toasted lemon olive oil salt pepper Delicious.
0: I'm looking at a pick right now. It almost looks like ginger in a way.
1: It looks like ginger on the outside. Yeah. Texturally, it is not as sort of dense. Fibrous. The texture is very much like, a, you know, like an artichoke heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, as delicious as this particular root vegetable is, it has a um, chemical inside of it called inulin. So, I N U L I N. And it produces the biggest stomach ache, the biggest <laughs> farts you will ever feel, ever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I ate a bunch of those. I ate a bunch of uh, sunchoke fries. Did you know
0: before going in... And we're just brazen about it. Just like, (laughs) how bad could (laughs) be?
1: This is the second time I've had sunchokes. I prepared them the same way the first time. But I must have eaten much less of them. Mm -hmm. Because I did it this time. I was like, yo, those things are delicious. Let's order a bunch of them. Let's fire those up. We had some, like, baked fish. It was a beautiful meal. It was so delicious. And I just, like, was wrecked the the whole night the next day. And it was horrible. So, Watch I'm yourself. I'm trying to think of
0: the most belly busting things I ever ate in my life. Like White Castle, obviously, is up mm. there. Um, which I really only had once. I ate like 30 fucking White Castle burgers, and then Ugh. it wasn't. It was not a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have this sauce, this hot sauce I eat here called Cully's. They make a Ghost, like a Reaper Pepper, hot sauce, that fucks me up. That fucks me up pretty bad.
1: So the the difference between this type of pain and like a hot sauce type of thing, the hot yeah. sauce like hurts when it goes in, and then it's like it's it's, it's like mildly fine. upsetting in in yeah in the stomach. And then, then the next yeah.
0: morning, I'm, I, I have yeah. fucked up diarrhea. That's Sun chokes though. The Sun
1: chokes though. Like as they go through, like small intestine is fine, large intestine is. So incredibly painful It just expands Whoa. And it just It's so huge And you know you can't do anything with it Until it like goes through And it's right. incredibly Yeah, it's so much more uncomfortable Than just normal spiciness
0: Let's shut it down Let's shut, shut down the Sunchoke market yeah. In New York <laughs> I don't want anybody getting a stomach ache. You know what I mean? Let's, um, let's you know, call your representatives Basically <laughs> Let's get them banned.
2: You're going to get fucking protests by the Sunchoke Farmer Lobby or some shit. Yo, fuck Big
0: Sunchoke, okay? I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Steven, what do you want to shout out to this week?
2: Okay, Um. so I, you gave me a little heads up, and I thought about it, so... um. I don't know when your listeners are listening to this, but we are on a COVID quarantine right now. So I've been cooking more than I ever have in my life. And um, what I didn't realize is, like, when you saute and fry stuff, little splatters of oil go fucking everywhere. <laughs> and yes. uh, and then if you do that, cook you know twice a day, that shit's just gross. So. I'm going to shout out, big positive shout out to those mesh circle things you put over the, the pan so then the splatter doesn't go everywhere. I don't know oh. what you call that, a mesh oil splatter.
1: Oil, oil shield or something. Oil shield, yeah. Those yeah. things
2: are great. Wow. Especially when you don't want to clean your stove twice a day. So um, that's not as um, good a, a, a story no, as the sun show. No, yeah, a shout but, out, bro. But, no, yeah, but really those are good. cool. Yeah. Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I have.
0: I've never I mean, used one in my life.
2: I, I only did this week.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen one before. I definitely don't own one, and this is a problem that I certainly have. I can just I'm looking at my cabinets now, and they just have a glisten of uh, bacon oil. fat. Yeah. yeah, olive oil, and we also keep a, a few like storage items on top of the cabinets, mm-hmm. and those things are just. Disgusting, like all the like vases and like um, like our Dutch oven up there. It's just every time it down, it has like a sticky uh. mess on it. Yeah, but I don't have anywhere to put the stuff.
2: That shit's cheap too. You can get one for like next to nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Were, yeah. What was the impetus? Were you were you cooking something and splattering all over the fucking place, and you were just like, "There's there's gotta be there's gotta be a thing for this." Or was it like you were at a store, and you were like, this could be no, a thing. This could be useful. So I, so
2: I was cooking, and then just noticing that shit was fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I went for a bicycle ride, and a friend of mine was like, you know, they have a thing for that. That's just, like, totally a thing that exists, because you're not the first person that's had, the, had this trouble. And then I, you can get some really expensive ones, though. So, like, I mean, if we want to shit talk people, too. Um, yeah, the, the we love the, it. Uh, William Sonoma, it's, no. it's, it's a mesh thing. Overpriced like, garbage. You guys don't Williams- need to charge seventy five bucks for one w- of those. If you're yeah. out
0: there still buying WS in twenty twenty, like yeah, I, I sort of don't know what you're doing. Yeah, like you, you um, clearly haven't done five seconds of research to find out it's yeah. fucking overpriced garbage.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, big Sunchoke and William Sonoma, you're on the shit list. <laughs> you're on the shit
0: list. <laughs> um, I have like a kind of fun retro. Sh- I have a retro shout out this week. I um, I once in a while I, I partake in a video game or two, and I had this thing happen where like somebody was. We were just talking about like our old N sixty four experiences, and like my um, my parents never let me own a video game console when I was a young a young lad. But when I was, I might have mentioned this on the pod before. We when we had birthdays, they would rent us an N64 at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And so I would spend all weekend of my birthday playing N64 and, like, my brother's birthday playing N64. But that was it. It was, like, twice a year, right? So, um, I just, like, loved all, you know, those games, like, Star Fox and fucking Mario 64, particularly, and, like, uh, Goldeneye. You know all the classics. 1080 mm-hmm. snowboarding, Snowboard Kids.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Anyway, so I I was just thinking about this the other day, and I was looking it up, googling around, and turns out there's like a very competent N64 emulator for a PC. And I got my fucking controller hooked up, and I downloaded this, and I got a couple of ROMs, and like I'm playing it. Mario 64 on my computer and I'm having a blast in quarantine. Wow. Trying to get, yeah. Never got those 120 stars and I'm giving it another shot and like, <laughs> it's just, a, it's it's so, it's so much fun. It's crazy.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, wait, did you say you have a controller or something that you I use? I have or? a
0: PlayStation controller because I have a PlayStation and mm-hmm. like, there I figured out, uh, I didn't figure out, other people figured out a workaround where I could use that and map it to sort of a Nintendo scheme, and use it for the for, nice. for Mario. Yeah, so it's been good. It's been fun. It's a nice little throwback thing to do in the afternoon on lockdown. Basically,
2: uh, I have a question that's not related. Yeah. I mean,
0: no, it's related to this, but not to. Um,
2: so um, I- I'm here at quarantine without a partner. Mm-hmm. Do you find it like oh um you know maybe you guys uh you know y- y- you're spending a little too much time with your partner so you're like hey babe I'm getting an N64 emulator so we don't um, yell at each other or is 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 that is that part of the reason or is that too personal a question or?
0: No, it's not personal. Too personal. I um. Just do do it, like yeah. You know, I, mean, I just like was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I don't think about it till after the fact when I'm playing a bunch of it, and uh, the other person who I'm living with is like, maybe you don't play that so fucking much, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, then I'll, oh, well, I'm not playing it that, much. you know. And then like that's where the fighting ensues. After the fact, basically, um, yeah, that's that's what I I generally tend to not you know much as a as, as a defect of mine I tend to not think about other people's feelings prior to going into you know like investing into a time into a situation. <laughs> yeah,
1: cool. Something I'm yeah. working on.
0: Something I mean.
1: Yeah, if I if I can speak to this, uh, it can work. But yeah, you do have to sort of think about you have to think about it ahead of time. So uh, I live with my partner Jess here. We got a Nintendo Switch mm. a few months ago, and um, we were talking about it for a long time. And she ultimately was the one that were like, "It's time." So we have a good balance here. We had a we had a better balance where we were both playing like sort of equally. Now I play most of the time, yeah. but I like end up waking up like. Early, like I'm up at like six o'clock in the morning, six thirty in the morning. Like, get yeah, get in these games. Are you, get switching these
0: in games. Bed? Are you not switching. getting up to switch? Or are you switching? To, is the switch next to you? You grab it, start switching right away. I keep the, bed.
1: I keep yeah, beds over there. I keep the switch. I keep the switch in the living room, so I physically have to get up, go to oh, the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I put in that's my contact bad. lenses. I'll have a drink of water. If there's yeah. a coffee. I might, even have a glass, I might even have a cup of coffee. Jump back in bed, hit the switch. But sometimes I'm like playing the switch for like two hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's brutal.
2: You, you, you see how he kind of whispered that part a little bit? So, <laughs> yeah. so his partner did it, kind of two hours. Um, uh, you know, it's funny, you, you just said you're like, uh, hey, partner, you know, we're getting a little older. I think it's time. We get a Nintendo Switch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've been having a nice like shared couple experiences getting a Nintendo Switch. My sister (laughs) did it with her husband. They got a Nintendo Switch. Uh you know. The N sixty four emulator is not a shared experience. I will say (laughs) it is not a communal endeavor, right? Uh as much as sometimes I would like it to be. I don't think it peaks The other occupants' interest uh, Mm -hmm. at all, even a little bit, basically. So there's that. So, so fuck sunchoke's,
2: fuck William Sonoma, yes, Nintendo Corporation. (laughs) Hell yeah, hell
0: yeah, hell yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Nintendo Corporation.
2: Can I can I ask something? I don't know if you guys have ever discussed on this show. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Um, Please. Have you guys ever discussed? Or no? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's oh, why really? I bring it up. This is a perfect yeah. show for this. Uh, have you guys <laughs> seen the Hurricane Heist?
0: We haven't. We have not watched that movie, but I, I remember no, watching like... the trailer for it.
1: Do is this a newer what? movie? What do I know? What do we know about uh, this movie?
2: Uh, Nick, can you explain? You can probably explain better than me.
0: Um, the Hurricane Heist is a 2018 feature directed by Rob Cohen, who was the director of the first movie mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it stars a bunch of people I've never <laughs> heard of <laughs> before <laughs> it's... And, and, and basically it involves a, a gang who tries to pull a giant they try to rob the US treasury during a category 5 hurricane uh, and I've oh. never seen it and i don't know if i don't know here's what i don't know and steven do not fucking spoil this for us yeah yeah i do not know if the hurricane is a piece of the plan or if they had a plan and all of a sudden (laughs) a fucking hurricane starts and they're like oh shit we gotta pull it off yeah so i'm excited to learn
1: that part of the movie Right. I would love to watch this movie.
2: Well yeah the well the main reason I brought it up is because I I remember seeing the trailer a couple of years ago and um and it said from the director of Fast and Furious. Yeah. And then it just boom hurricane the hurricane heist. But it's in the fast and furious font. That's why I was like I I they it's, were pushing really hard the fast and furious it. side of it. Yeah, which, which was real a hard.
0: really dead set sign that it was going to be a, sh- a real piece of shit. It was like how it was directly proportional to how like much they were tying it to the Fast and Furious franchise. You know? Yeah. Um, but, um,
2: yeah, you might want to do an episode on the Hurricane Ice. Except, is that the director that got in a bunch of shit for some
0: he did up shit Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Which mm-hmm. is something I wasn't we sure haven't that was discussed. A good-
1: we well, haven't discussed it on
0: this right? pod because honestly, like, I'm so not knowledgeable enough about it, the situation, that I felt maybe we should just leave it until it's a more complete story. I Understandable. Guess. I know, like, that's, you know, like, we're, I'm not trying to make it into a narrative. I'm just trying to let things fall. I'm not an, ad, you know, the pod is not an advocate or a defender. I, you know, we're just trying to let things fall and discuss it. Um, but in a more holistic approach, once it sort of happens. Gotcha. Um, sorry, I wasn't
2: trying to make it uh, all heavy and. No, it's all good, man. Shit, my bad.
0: Uh, Steven, I think that I mean I'm. Darryl, are you good on this one?
2: I'm, I'm good, good I on got this one, Do You have any last minute left.
0: shit you need to know uh, about?
2: I can I, I can go over my notes and see real quick if there's like anything you guys. Yeah,
0: scan. Pick out like the top one thing you want to you want to you're dying to know. Top one
2: thing, okay. Give me a sec. All right, let me know. slowest car on the island. That's a weird line they say about cars in Cuba. All right, uh, no weird. Sorry, one sec. All these lines are lines. You answered a lot of these. Good. I'm glad wait, we could help. Yeah. Oh, wait, we can oh wait, oh wait. Oh wait, this is one. Oh wait. Or, okay. Or Charlize Theron when she says it's zombie time. That was pretty cool with all those electric cars. <laughs> that was. I, I did like that. <laughs> yeah um and what the why do they keep saying nuclear football
0: that just means that's a the, nuclear bomb that's the well i think it's a daryl do you know the answer to this
1: question uh, i i don't really know i i it's not a it's not a term uh, that's made up in this movie no I've definitely heard this nuclear football oh. thing in no fact point. it
0: is a real u s government term for really i as far as, uh when i say real i mean like <laughs> It's been used enough in movies that I think maybe it's a thing. Got you, because yeah, a couple people
2: say it. that's why I was confused. I'm and like, it's I'm used to for like
0: where the codes for the nu- the nuclear launch codes are kept. So that like briefcase with the you know that people have with the chain with mm-hmm. the handcuffs on it, mm-hmm. which by the way is the coolest way to do a briefcase is handcuff yourself <laughs> to <yeah>. it. <laughs> but. Um, uh, that's like the football. The one that has the, the briefcase with the nuclear codes in it is the football. Uh, and I think I think at least at one point that was the term used by the U.S. government to refer to that briefcase that gotcha. had the shit. Well,
2: that's not as fun an answer as I was hoping. No, sorry, buddy. Are, all, right, all right, fine. Then this is my last, last question. Yeah. All right, is that okay? No, hit us. Are, are they civilians? <laughs> Like what are their? I don't understand. What's their like
1: legal status? What's their? Yeah. What's their government clearance?
2: Like I know the Rock is or, or was, uh, you know, law enforcement of some type. But the yeah. the rest of these people,
0: <laughs> I'm, yeah. Now are just dudes that chill. Pretty much. Yeah. They have been know recognized. Make any money. I don't know where they get yeah. any of their money.
1: They've been I guess recognized they, like, host internationally. Race
0: wars every year. <laughs> Right? Sponsorships. They like host race wars and get a sponsorship of that every year. But you know, COVID, race wars is probably canceled this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Everybody's worry in your about the Toretto income. They yeah. have a some of them have garages. They have pulled off heists where they get money from. But yeah, they're they're a their status is clear. Like they're, there's um they have blank slates right. So all their crimes have been forgiven by the U.S. government. And uh, yeah, they're free to free to go. They are so, not ta- cool.
1: tax-paying citizens. No,
0: they don't pay taxes. That's for yeah. sure. On Fuck any no. anything, none of the cars no. they import either.
2: Um, can I just? Di- oh, also, just when um, when Dom uh, drives over the submarine. And yes. then it explodes, and then all their cars go around him to protect him from the explosion. I just yes. started crying. <laughs> I was, I cry very easily <laughs> in movies, but I just wanted to mention that, like, uh, I'm like an easy cry. But I was like, fuck, That's damn, good. Fast and Furious got me. Brain's good. <laughs>
1: The team yeah. spent the whole movie thought, thinking, like, front of mind that they were being double-crossed. But they really were hanging on to uh, the family. They were hanging on to Dom. Mm-hmm. And right when they thought they were about to get blown up in Antarctica, he comes to save the day. It was truly an emotional moment.
0: And if you want to save the day for the <laughs> NOLT podcast... <laughs> You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's like a huge thing that helps save the day every day when you do it. There's not a lot on there. So if you want to just throw one on there, take five minutes, it's great. Twitter, at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. Uh, we have an Instagram. No one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram. And if you'd like, throw us a buck or two, which helps us uh, do like our – Fucking Zoom calls, which we're going to start throwing up on YouTube again. And our, um, we did a live, not kind of, a, but a sort of a streamed, uh, marathon a couple weeks ago of these movies, uh, which cost a little bit of money. Then you can throw us on patreon.com no one likes to tune a podcast. Throw us a buck. Who gives a shit? You know? Um,. It's not for COVID relief, though, so just be aware of that going in. That's not where that money's going at all. Did you guys mention that um,
2: Big Sunchoke uh, had something to do with COVID-19? Did you guys mention that? No, 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 we hadn't talked about that. Yeah. Okay. We, <laughs> that. Sorry, we hadn't talked about that. that. Yeah. No,
0: that, that will get us assassinated, so we're going to keep that under wraps <laughs> Steven do you have anything you want to plug you got anything going you are in a band first of all I do want to mention that at the very end of this podcast uh, um, I, I don't really have a lot to um, what's the name um, of your it, band my band is called
2: Spirit Family Reunion uh, we, we've we been around like 11 years we toured a lot N- now not so much touring um, like every band right now no one is touring this summer right Um yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't really have much to plug. I um, if, if anyone's in um, you know, Lefferts Gardens and like wants to have a beer on the stoop, let me know. Six <laughs> feet apart, face <laughs> mask required. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I don't really. I, no, I'm cool. I, I got nothing.
0: All right, well, go know. listen to Spirit Family Reunion. I've heard them twice at this point. I heard them at our mutual friend Charlotte's wedding for the first time, and still married. Uh, still married, yes. There's thanks to the band, uh, and you play in the band. You play spoons. Is that true? Not, what do you call I play it? forks on forks. the washboard? The
2: washboard. Yeah. I play the washboard. Yeah, it's yeah. I, when I um when I was little, um they they said, hey, do you want to get an instrument and learn it, and you'll never get laid? And I said sure. So I picked up the washboard. That was and a, you sing. Beautifully, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's that's very nice of you to say.
0: Uh, and I saw them for the second time in Newburgh, New York. Is that where it was? No, not Newburgh. New, Paul. No, uh, Kingston. Kingston, Kingston, New York. Uh, Kingston. Last summer, and uh, very good folk music. Yeah, would you qualify it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> find that shit. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Buy their album. Yeah. Oh yeah, you <laughs> can do <laughs> that. Can, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, Listen, thanks so much for joining us, Stephen. We had a great time talking to you this week. Thank you for having me. Daryl? Woo! That's it. Much love, my friend.
1: Always, always. Thank you, Stephen. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you. you.